For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another edition of the Believe in Miami Heat podcast. As always, I am joined by the champ, Norris Cole. The champ is here. We in the building, and it's red, flaming hot. We on fire, y'all. What up, son? It is all good here. It is all good for Heat Nation. We are uh, a dominant team right now early in the season, seven games in. I don't even, you know, we talked a little bit before we started recording. We were like, if we wanted to say something negative, we didn't, we couldn't even come up with something to say. And, and we're definitely not going to be negative. So don't tune this off. But, you know, Norris, this has been a great start to the season, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't want to jinx anything, but man, it's just been unbelievable. Great defense, great offense, great cohesion, great team spirit, great coaching, great culture. <laughs> it's just it's just a great time to be in, you know, to be in South Florida right now as a Miami Heat fan. Yeah, you know, and speaking of being great, we want to talk about one of our sponsors before we get started, and that's Bet Online. Back and better than ever, a new web interface to start the basketball season. More props, odds, lines. Than ever before, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your basketball, football action. Obviously, baseball ended last night with the World Series ending. Uh, so, you still have lots of stuff to bet on throughout the wintertime. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our code BLEAV50. That's BLEAV50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games, basically anything you want to bet on. They even have props on like the next presidential election. It's, there's some crazy stuff on there that you can bet on, but it doesn't matter what you're betting on. As long as you get it right, that money is still green. So go to bet online. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts. Uh, so Norris, what I wanted to start with, you know, obviously since we last spoke, there were three games. Uh, we, we spoke last. We were three and one. Now we are six and one. Um, starting with last weekend, Friday night, Charlotte, we won that game 114.99. The next night went over to Memphis, second night of a back-to-back on the road. Sometimes people think that's kind of a schedule loss. You're going to have a hard, hard time going in there. Got it done, 129-103 victory. And then just last night, Wednesday night, or I'm sorry, Tuesday night, uh, traveled to Dallas and took uh, another win, 125-110. So I don't necessarily want to go specifically game by game and break it down that way. I want to kind of look at it in the big picture. But what did you see in the last week that really stood out to you? Well, number one, Jimmy Butler was dominant this past week. I mean, he looked like, you know, MVP caliber player. I know before, the week before, we talked about Bam, but, you know, the last five games, Jimmy Butler has been on a tear looking like, like I said, an MVP, MVP caliber player. And then Tyler Hero. I can't say, I can't say enough about the hero, man. He, he heard a lot of talk, a lot of negativity this summer, a lot of jokes, a lot of memes. And he came out to start the season so far focused, determined, and aggressive. He's been very aggressive, and he's been efficient. And, and I'm, I'm very, very impressed by how 
how he's been playing. But Jimmy Butler this past week has been on a tear. Along with, you know, everyone else, you know, we had, I think, five guys score over 20 points against Dallas. So that just lets you know the team is just just in a great rhythm. But those two specifically have really stood out this past week. Yeah, you brought that up. Four guys with 22 or more against Dallas. It's the first time in Heat history that that happened. So obviously you were part of the team that had three very big names, very good scores with a lot of guys that could have been that fourth piece too. And even those teams didn't accomplish that. So that's that's pretty impressive. I mean, honestly, that that's never happened in Heat history to have four guys with 22 or more. And the efficiency, like you said, is really through the roof. What do you think, you know, as we move forward right now, we're at um, Jimmy's at 25 points a game. Tyler's at 22 points a game. Bam's just under 21 points a game. I know it's, it's, it's hard to predict. And I think the balance is really what makes us hard to guard. Where do you think this is going to go? Like, is it going to continue to stay balanced? Do you think there's any favorites out of that group to be the leading scorer? How do you see this, uh, the scoring punch continuing throughout the season? I think it'll continue to be balanced. Um, obviously, I believe Jimmy and Bam will, you know, lead our team in scoring um, by the end of the season. But I believe it's going to continue to be balanced because that's the way the roster was constructed. I believe it was constructed to be able to have that fluidity, to have that balance. And you have a very, very dangerous team when you have, you know, three or four guys that are capable of going for 20, 25, you know, 30 points. You know, that's that's an impressive team when you have legit threats out there like that. And so I don't know what the ceiling is to this team. And I don't you know, Spo is not a guy that does that. He doesn't ever put a ceiling on his team. And so I'm not going to sit here and put a ceiling on them either. The sky's the limit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you mentioned Tyler a couple of times. He's got 157 points this season off the bench, which leads the league, obviously. Second place is 40 points behind him which, you know, it's just incredible to start thinking about what he's doing off the bench. You talked about all the noise. We unfortunately had to talk about it many times in the offseason because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. But the way he's playing, and, and I feel like the confidence, just seems like, you know, there's that analogy that the game is slowing down for him. You can just see mm-hmm. he's so in control of what's going on, not just with his scoring, but he's also assisting and setting up other guys very well too. Absolutely. He's like you said, the game is slowing down to him and it's just all read and reaction. And you can tell once he sees his opening, he doesn't hesitate. He explodes. He goes on the court. When he, when, when you give him an angle, he takes it. You know, when he feel like he has a one-on-one matchup, he doesn't hesitate. And then when you do help, he makes the right pass. And so I, I just love his aggressiveness, his, his decisiveness. He's very decisive in his decision-making and this, and this look, you know, it's looked amazing. I think, you know, if he keeps this up, he'll, He'll wrap up six men of the year before, you know, halfway through, before the season is halfway done. Yeah, you could get that a few weeks ago at about nine to one or even higher on Bet Online, and that number is dropping. He is the favorite right now uh, where, where you bet those types of things. Um, he's, he's killing it right now off the bench. And, you know, we, we've talked about Jimmy, we've talked about Bam, we've talked about Tyler. And the crazy thing is, you know, we keep ringing praises of all these guys. We still haven't really talked about Kyle. We haven't talked about, you know, Dwayne Debman and these other guys that have stepped up. It's just right down the line. I mean, there, there's not a lot, as I said before, we said before, there's not a lot to nitpick. You know, there's just, you know, little tiny things that in certain games have shown to be kind of a weakness, but in other games, they haven't been there. So, 
you know, I think the, the versatility, and, and you've mentioned this before when we were talking about this roster coming together, the versatility that Spolster has a variety of ways to win. We have a great defense. We can clamp down and hold you under 100, which is hard to do in modern basketball. But we also have an offense that can score inside. We have an offense that can shoot from lights out from behind the three-point line. We have an offense that can get in transition and push. We have an offense that can get to the free-throw line. And we're the best rebounding team in basketball. Like, where do you find weakness? Because you have to try to beat us somehow, and all these things are strengths right now. It's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, this is, this is a situation where I'm just going to say we just got to take it game by game because it's very, it's very rare that you have a start to the season where you're just dominating in all aspects, like you said, defense, rebounding, shooting, three-point shooting, assisting. Like, you know, we, we're off to a great start. Now, I, I hate the jinxes because, you know, this is a long season and, you know, you know, obviously, you know, they're going to be the, the down down part of the season. But right now, I would say we need to continue to enjoy this wave. Um, the team can still get better. I'm sure Spo is not just, you know, singing their praises in the film session. I'm sure he's finding ways to keep them motivated and finding ways to show, you know, how we can get better. And I believe that there's another level we can go to. Imagine, you know, once guys get totally used to playing with each other. You know, Kyle Lowry is still new. He can go to another level as he showed against Dallas. You know, he showed that he's he's capable of putting up all-star type numbers as well. So, man, this team, I, I believe we are legit NBA title contenders as long as everyone is healthy. Yeah, I think I when I looked at it last night, we were around sixth in the odds um, to be, you know, NBA champs in terms of betting favorites. Um, and and it's we're just moving up that list, you know, rapid fire. Uh, a lot of publications had us as the number one team in power rankings after a week, you know, do those things necessarily matter? Not a whole lot. They're more for fans. You know, it's not like the, like you said, suppose not hanging that up on the door so everybody can feel good about themselves and they walk in the locker room. Um, Kyle Lowry made a comment last night post game that, you know, they asked, you know, everything's going great. And he kind of hinted at, well, we gave up 110 points. So I think that can be better. Like, like you said, they're not just sitting here like, oh, this is great. We're going to go 81 and one. There's still things that they know we have to get better at. And, and I think, you know, the gelling of the team, it's surprising with so many new pieces, how quickly things have come together. But I think that's a lot of the leadership in the locker room. And, and you have a lot of veteran guys that have done this before. And I think the maturity of that has helped us come together pretty quickly. I was going to say the same thing. I believe because of the maturity and because of the veteran experienced guys on the team. I believe that's why the team has been able to come out, you know, ahead of other teams and, you know, jail a little bit quicker than other teams because other teams, you know, you know, they're young, a lot of young inexperienced guys or, you know, experienced guys that are trying to get in shape where we know with the Miami Heat, you know, when you, as soon as you walk in the building, you know, you're expected to either be in shape, about to be in shape or all of the above. You know, so I believe just the culture and the guys that they brought in, you know, P.J. Tucker, he's a champion. You know, uh, Spo, he's a championship coach. You know, Jimmy Butler has competed, you know, for championships. And, you know, you, the list goes on and on with veteran guys. And so I believe the maturity of the team. Kyle Lowry's a champion, you know, Olympian. So, bam, Olympian. You know, so we have a bunch of guys that are high-level, high-character guys. Um, and that's, I think that's why – you know, we're off to such a hot 
flaming hot muy fuego start. Wow, a little Spanish in there, right? For the Miami listeners, wow. I like that. We forgot my man is in Spain. So that's a good transition before we talk about uh, a couple more topics, man. How's everything going in Spain? How's your season going uh, over there? Yeah, Uh, we just um, we just got a big win. Uh, We we had lost a couple in a row, but we just got a a big win. Uh, Our last game, we're number one in our group in uh, Champions League. And so I'm excited about that. Love it. Good to hear that. Uh, you know, one of the topics we've talked about throughout this and, and something that you've really focused on is the second unit. And obviously we've talked about this, the starters a lot, but the second unit has really stepped up when you're looking at, you know, like uh, lineup data and differential with those lineups. It's still a small sample size. We're only in seven games so far, but those second units were in the past, especially last year, but even the year that we went to the championship we had to survive minutes when Jimmy wasn't on the floor or especially when Jimmy and Bam weren't on the floor. And now with our rotation, because we have a little bit more depth, we're actually expanding the lead when those guys come out in a lot of cases. Um, You know, not that we want them not on the floor, but guys like Dwayne Dedman stepping up and gives you a little bit different look when Bam's not in there. You've got Max Struess, who obviously has suffered an injury, will be back hopefully soon, uh, was shooting the ball well when Duncan wasn't in the game. Uh, now Caleb Martin's going to kind of step into that role. Uh, obviously, we've talked about Tyler Hero and the way he's playing. Markeith Morris, he gives you a little bit different look in PJ. There's just so many different ways that, you know, these second units are kind of assembled and can attack in different ways. What have you seen out of that second unit? Because I know it's something that you really enjoy kind of analyzing. Um, I believe that second unit, Everyone knows their role. Everyone knows Tyler is going to push the pace and be the aggressor, um, get to spacing, and compete hard defensively. Um, Detman has done a great job of picking and rolling and picking and popping. Um, you know, when they stagger, you know, when they have, you know, Jimmy off the floor, it allows, you know, other guys to be even more aggressively offensively. And I believe, you know, that gets them in a the rhythm so that when Jimmy comes back on the floor, he's he's back on the floor with other guys that are in rhythm and it allows him to be able to find his rhythm without too much stress. Because, you know, it's stressful when you like, when you're on the court and you know, as soon as you go off the court, your team is gonna drop by eight or drop by 10. You know, the plus is gonna go down and that's, that's very stressful. And I believe the way this second unit uh, with Struess and everyone, I believe this second unit is going to be able to allow guys to rest during the season and not, you know, you know, wear, be worn out because of having to stay on the floor major, major minutes. And it's going to work out in the long run because this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, this is this is a long, long season. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, I think it comes at it almost like we come at them in waves, like the way that we can keep Tyler as a, a piece on the floor, Lowry, Jimmy, uh, Bam, you know, like it, it just – you never feel like, oh, this lineup, eh, it's kind of weak. Like, we got to survive. I, f- I remember feeling last year, like, sometimes you would just watch the clock and, like, can we get to the six-minute mark so that Jimmy's going to come back in? And, and this year, you don't feel like that. You just kind of you, – you're watching the score more than you're walking, watching the clock because of the efficiency of all these lineups. And, and, and a lot of credit that also goes to Eric Spolstra and, and the way that the staff has prepared them and their rotations and the confidence, I think, that they build into some of these guys that – you know, a lot of them are veterans, but you also have guys like Max Bruce 
that are stepping in. Caleb Martin, that's on a two-way, that are stepping in and playing good minutes, positive minutes. Dwayne Dedman, you know, he's a veteran, but he was out of the league last year. So I think that's a big part of it, too, is the coaching staff. For sure, for sure. Culture. You can't, you can't stress enough about culture. And everyone who steps on the floor knows the culture. You know, the D League, the G League, excuse me, uh, affiliate, some of the guys that have, you know, participated in the G League, the affiliate of the Heat, they teach Heat culture. It's not like it's a whole separate entity. No, it's a, it's a way to prepare who's ever playing in the G League to come and play for the Miami Heat. So the language is the same. The culture is the same. And that's what you see from those guys, you know, on the bench and those backup guys. And I believe that, you know, Coach Spo has done a great job in clarity. You can tell that everyone knows what they're expected to do. And that comes from, you know, the coach being very clear and very deliberate, you know, in his uh, messages to his players. Yeah, I think we would be making a mistake talking about culture if we didn't mention that last night against Dallas. Our guy, Udonis Haslam, did get in at the end of the game. He played about two minutes. He did have a rebound. He missed one shot. But this is the second game he's played, and that already breaks uh, his record from last year. He only played one game last year. And that rebound obviously extends his franchise-leading rebound mark. So Bam's going to have to work a little bit harder. If UD keeps getting minutes, he's going to keep pushing those rebounding numbers up. So Udonis, it's glad, I'm glad to see him out there. I know when I was in Brooklyn, we were chanting, you know, we want UD and all those things, but it's always good to see him out there, whether it's at the end of the game or just seeing him out there, period. Yeah, it was cool to see the OG out there, man. You know, <laughs> when you think of Miami Heat, you know, that's, that's one of the first things you think of is block 40. And, uh, yeah, Bam's going to have to play a long time. And he has a lot more rebounds he's going to have to get. <laughs> it's not just that Block was getting a lot of rebounds. It's the longevity part, you know, records like that. And, I, you know, Bam one day probably will get it as long as he stays healthy. But for right now, shout out to the OG, UD. All right, two more things. Uh, we want to talk about those uh, City Edition, those Miami mashup uniforms. Norris, have you gotten to see those? I have not. I have not oh, gotten man. to see them. I gotta. We, so we're gonna push that to next week then, because I'm gonna send these to you no, as soon as we get to, off I'm here. I'm about to look that right now. All right. What they call, so let's. What are they, what, what they're called, called the Miami Mashup. They're the new City Edition uniforms. Uh, while you're pulling it up, I'll talk about them a little bit. They are, uh, you know, the the creative team. One of the things we learned uh, from Mike McCullough this week is that the Heat are the only team in the NBA that does not have Nike design their uniforms. They have a team that designs them in house. Um, these uniforms. He even said he kind of admitted that they do kind of look like uh, kind of like a Riddler, like it's it's a weird like piece of uh, different letters and numbers. And basically what it is, is it's, it's honoring the past history of the Miami Heat. So um, the, the jerseys are customizable. Um, the players actually can customize what font numbers they want. So they might have a number from the, you know, original old school mid nineties heat and a number from the vice wave uniforms. Uh, they can customize those. The fans can do that actually when they order the uniforms. Also, there's a new court. It's going to debate debut tomorrow night against the Celtics. Um, there is a, uh, the, the sideline and baseline is yellow in honor of the, the yellow ropes, you know, Ray Allen, get those ropes off mm -hmm. the court. 
So there's a lot of like, they call them Easter eggs, like hidden things that are, are, are not necessarily noticeable unless you're looking for them that pay homage to, you know, the greatness of three championships and all the different things over Miami. He is, man, so, I'm looking, I'm looking at these, these is fire. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, I got to you know, call. I got to call the connect. I got to call. Yeah. I got to call my connect down with the team. I got to get one of these. <laughs> Jesus oh man. Fuego. So we did it again. You know, the vice is now over. Uh, they moved into this. It was kind of leaked a couple times that they may look like this. And, and now I think it's at midnight as we record this on Wednesday. I think it's midnight tonight is when fans can start ordering them. And obviously Thursday is when they're going to debut. They're wearing them about 20 times this season. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, some people don't like them. They're, they're definitely very flashy. Uh, they're, they're very unique. It's not something that really has been done in sports, especially with the customization of the numbers. Each player is going to look a little bit different in the uniform, but I think it's a cool concept. Um, you know, I like what the heat are doing and, and being unique and standing out a little bit. I, I uh, these jerseys I'm looking at right now, I will wear them Monday through Monday. Sunday to Sunday. These is fires. Real swaggy. I like these. Yeah, so I, I, paging, I, I got to get one of these, Sean. Sean I got to get one of these. I, I'm yeah. going to have to yeah, I'm gonna have to tap into my guy down for the squad. I need, I need one of these. These is fire. Right. Well, when the, we'll, we'll have you uh, wearing the uniform hopefully soon. We'll put that as the cover art for one of the podcasts coming up because we need to get Norris one of these jerseys. Uh, before we finish up, I want to talk about uh, the next week because we've had a difficult schedule already and we're moving up uh, over the next week. It gets tough. Um, Thursday night, we play the Celtics at home. The Celtics are struggling a little bit early in the season, but obviously Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they're having a little bit of uh, struggles early on. Marcus Smart, you know, he's he had a couple comments after the game the other night, but they're obviously a very talented team. We play Utah at home on Saturday. That would be the number one team in the West versus number one team in the East. They're six and one right now. Uh, and then the next week we go out West, we go to Denver, we go to the Lakers, we go to the Clippers. That's a back-to-back in LA. And then next Saturday we play Utah again in Utah. So, you know, we don't necessarily want to go game by game and break down or anything like that. That's not really how we do it on this podcast, but just looking ahead when you know, that's coming up, you know, mental mentally as a player, one game at a time, but how do you approach that? I mean, it's, it's challenging over a week. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what we sign up for. And, you know, we really do take it one game at a time. <laughs> you get out there, play the first game, compete, and then you go from there. Um, I think we'll get to learn a little bit more about ourselves, you know, with some of the stiff competition. You know, Utah is, you know, one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, and so, you know, that would be great to see where we are after, after this road trip because, you know, in this league – just about anybody can win at home, but the great teams, the real contending teams are able to go on the road and take the show on the road. And I, I'm excited to see how our team responds, especially with how well we've been playing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And it's, it's a, it's a good measuring stick. You know, I think if you asked us before the season, Hey, after seven games, what's the heat record going to be? There weren't going to be a lot of people, whether it's us or whether it's fans on Twitter or anywhere else that would have said the heat are going to be six and one. Cause our schedule on paper, these first seven games was not easy either. You know, and if, if we said we were six and one, you probably wouldn't guess that the Pacers would be the only loss. So you never know. You, like you said, you take it one game at a time. It starts on Thursday with Boston at home. And you just, you know, go right down the schedule. We still have, what, 75 games left, one game at a time, 
keep grinding away, keep getting better, a little bit better every day, whether it's in a game in practice. And I think at the end of the year, I think the Heat are going to be there. I think they're going to be contenders, and I think you agree with that. Absolutely. I 100% everything you just said, I believe by the end of the year, we're definitely going to be one of the names that people are mentioning as a true contender, a true chance to come out, you know, out of the East and win the championship. All right, and we'll finish it up as we usually do with the cold-blooded player of the week. Our first one last week was Bam Adebayo, and in our second week of the season, cold-blooded player is? I got two. I, I think I because you, you're the you're the president of the cold-blooded association, I think you can bend the rules a little bit. So if you want to do two, Absolutely. by all means. Absolutely. We got, we got cold, 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 cold players of the week. <laughs> and uh of course number one is you know jimmy butler he, he's been on the tear the last five games mvp caliber you know just doing everything for us but i can't leave off the hero tyler hero he's leading the league in bench scoring he's high octane very efficient He's competing defensively, and he's also assisting the ball. So the cold-blooded players of the week, Jimmy Butler and the hero, Tyler Hero, the kid. What you think about that, Sean? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It's tough. You got, you got tough choices because every week there's so many guys that are contributing in a positive way. Um, it's a long season, so I'm sure we'll get to everybody. But congratulations you, to you know Tyler. Congratulations to Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that year Atlanta had four all-stars. I was just gonna, I was just gonna name, you know, I was just gonna name them all. I was gonna say, well, this week we're just gonna go Jimmy Bam, Tyler, and uh, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> it's I tell you what, if if Tyler keeps playing this way, he's in that discussion. I mean, it's uh, who knows? I mean, it's it's crazy to think about because when you start talking about these guys, we, we did at the beginning, we talked about Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam. And then we left out Kyle. And last week we talked about guys and we kind of left out Jimmy. And then like every week it's like, man, like everybody's playing so well. So knock on wood, let's keep that going because it's, it's a lot more fun to talk about positive things than talk about things when we're struggling. Uh, we'll be here for that. Even if that happens, it's going to happen. It's a long season. Uh, but Norris, as we close things up, definitely, uh, you know, shout out what's going on and uh, close us out. Yes. Yeah, so for you guys that have special requests, you know, make sure you hit me up on my Cameo, on the Cameo app. Please make sure y'all go follow me on TikTok, NorrisCole30, on IG, NorrisCole. And make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast. Make sure y'all like. Make sure y'all send a request in to me and Sean. And until next time, Heat Nation. We Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.